Welcome to Culture Eats Strategy. Eats Strategy. With your host, entrepreneur Jamie J. Jamie J. On this podcast, we unpack the most powerful, intangible culture. Culture. Culture is way more than a mission statement or words on a wall. It's how a company behaves. It's what informs every decision, action, and reaction. Culture is the invisible hand, the true north that guides every organization. And if you create a legendary culture, you will build a legendary company. A legendary company. Now, here he is, Jamie J. Jamie J. As of right now, I want to offer you a wonderful and fantastic good morning. You may be listening to this in the evening, but for me, where I'm at here in beautiful Springfield, Missouri, uh, it's about 8.30, eh, maybe a little bit later, quarter after eight or something. So the morning's getting going and I'm having a lot of fun because I've been in the pre-interview uh, with our guest today, Dave Cornell. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, what Dave, being the founder of Cultivate Courage, LLC, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him um, and how fear, courage affect culture in different ways. I cannot wait to kind of dive into that uh, with Dave. I want to make one quick announcement, though, with regards to bottleneck virtual assistants. You all know that's my company. Uh, We're having a lot of fun with that. It's growing by leaps and bounds. And that's because I think a lot of people out there are really getting overwhelmed in their day-to-day tasks. A lot of business owners, a lot of managers, a lot of leaders. And being able to have the confidence to delegate and, and outsource a lot of the mundane details that just really bring you down because you may fear letting go and little things like that, I want, I want to invite you to check it out. You can go to bottleneck.online to learn more on how you might be able to hire your own virtual assistant service to take care of a lot of those details for you so you can focus on the high-level things and, and build gain that courage to do even more. Uh, that's, that's involved in growing your company instead of weighing down in the details. Uh, without any further ado, though, I want, to, I want to introduce you here to Dave Cornell, and he's the founder of Cultivate Courage LLC, as I said. And his business is focused on three areas, speaking, coaching, and training. Dave's powerful presentation, Cultivate Courage, focuses on fear, change, and courage, and how they affect individuals and organizations, and is well-received by audiences and has been a launching pad for performance development and personal improvement. His training focuses on the DISC behavioral profile. You know I'm a huge fan of DISC assessments, effective communication, and conflict resolution. Dave also works as the senior consultant with David Horsagers, Trust Edge Leadership Institute. Dave and his wife, Amy, have been married for 37 years. Congratulations. They immensely enjoy time with their two grown daughters, son-in-law, and four grandchildren. He also enjoys golf, basketball, and anything with a comedic bent. Without any further ado, Dave, welcome to Culture Eat Strategy. Thank you so much, Jamie. It is so great to be with you. I uh, am really looking forward to our conversation today. I, you know what? I am too. I, I, I thought about this when, when I first was, was kind of researching and learning a little bit more about you and, 
and cultivating courage and facing your fears and fulfilling your dreams. And, and people like you said, Dave Horsager, who's the CEO, audience walk away energized and changed. And he knows firsthand that audiences love him. And so do the meeting planners that he made look so good. So you bring a lot of energy. Your logo is kind of comedic. It, it makes you, you know, the, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear what this, what, what this guy is going to say next. Um, one of the things that you brought up to me um, after listening to one of my previous episodes, um, you identified it as a fear that I that I had, and I had never thought about that. And what does fear? and courage have to do with culture. And I wonder if you might want to start off there, and then I'd like to learn a little bit more about you, because I know you're from, sure. you're from Minnesota, and I, don't, I want you to walk around so you don't get too cold. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, uh, f- fear and courage uh, and, and their relation to culture. First of all, uh, and, and this is no, nothing new for you or your audiences, but basically everything has a culture, whether it's a business, a church, a school, a family, whatever it is, everything has a culture. And, and that culture is either driven intentionally uh, or it just happens. But there is a culture everywhere. And uh, oftentimes, a culture that is, that is built around fear, um, in, a, in a culture of fear, people don't have the difficult conversations that need to be had. Uh, people don't hold people accountable. Um, you know, people uh, don't do a very good job of um, hanging on to people. There's high turnover. People don't feel comfortable. There's water cooler conversations. Um, so that's a culture of fear where people are afraid to have the difficult conversations. We grow when we have those difficult conversations. Cultures of courage are the ones who aren't afraid to talk about the elephant in the room who recognize that having the difficult conversations is what allows us to grow and allows us to work through the difficult challenges that we face. Um, A culture of courage is one where we're able to defend our views. It's one where we're able to say, I disagree with that, even though everybody else at the table agrees with it. I disagree with it, and here's why. A culture of courage is one that um, takes risks and where people are not afraid to fail, um, knowing that in failure we grow. So, the, the, and again, so often for us, uh, cultures of fear are default positions, whether it's in our personal lives or in our professional lives. And because that's the tape that plays in our head, that's the way that we live. So, fear and culture are happening in our workplaces every single day. And oftentimes we aren't even aware of it. I absolutely love this. So a lot of people have their little mission on the wall or their vision or their, you know, the core values. And a lot of times it, they put them up in that first couple of days, like, Oh, wow, that looks cool. That looks cool. But eventually people just start walking right by it and don't even recognize it and maybe stop to thinking about that all together. While I think it's important to have that up, same as like a vision board or your goals or, you know, to, to constantly remind you of things like that. One of the things that I think is, is something that people often overlook is that fear to speak up. Mm-hmm. Because the first time they do that and they get shot down by someone else, yeah. they're not going to want to do that. Or maybe that discourages them might be a good word in, yeah. instead of speaking up. And, and so 
I think maybe having the courage for me to speak up in a meeting type environment like that um, would be for something, someone that's relatively new. But I would hope that it would take less courage as, as long as you're in the right culture, as long as you're in, the, in a room with people that share the same belief system. I think in the beginning, there's a heightened level of, yes. of fear that you yep. have to overcome and deal with. And I, I wonder if you see anything like that um, when you're talking to people, maybe, maybe they, they have good people, but what is it they need to do to continue to overcome their fears and to continue to have the courage to challenge themselves even more as, as they kind of develop the relationship within the team or within an organization? Yeah. And again, I think that, that the culture of an organization um, starts at the top. They're the ones who lay the groundwork for what kind of culture it's going to be. So as a, as a leader, are you willing to accept responsibility for your mistakes and not blame others? It takes courage to admit when we're wrong. Uh, as a leader, are you willing to allow your people to fail or when they fail, do you um, chastise them and tell them how much money this costs? And if they do it wrong the next time, they're out. Uh, you know, as a leader, are you developing a, col- a, a culture of courage or are you developing a culture of fear? Uh, so it starts at the top. And one of the interesting things, again, in one of the, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to you from yesterday, uh, you talked about how even within, you know, you've got the big organization, but then you've got different segments within an organization. So maybe from the big organization, there's not a, a strong culture of courage, but more of a culture of fear. But within an own, your own little pocket as a sales manager or a director or whatever it might be, you can begin to develop and grow that culture of courage right there, even if it's not part of the big culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I like too, when you're introducing new ideas or concepts, you can, if, if you're part of a big organization or a big company, it's really neat. Uh, and oh my gosh, for the life of me, I cannot remember who brought this up first. Um, but it's really cool to introduce new facets of culture, test out new things in smaller groups and smaller teams. Sure. Someone may have an idea to improve upon or even add an additional core value or the way that, that the operation works and see if that gains any traction. And if it yeah. does, maybe it can start spreading, you know, like a, like a positive virus. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that again is a, a, a situation where are you willing to try new things? knowing that they might not work out. Mm. Uh, but what if they do work out? And what mm. if it's something that can spread without, within the whole organization? But it's that willingness to take chances and take risks and seeing, you know, what's going to happen if we're willing to give this a shot? Yeah. Yeah. I love this. You hear it all the time. Fail forward. Don't, don't, don't worry about failing. You know, have the courage to try something out. And you hear that a lot. And as I look at this, cultivate courage and face fears. I wonder in your own words, what you can tell me what the difference between courage is and what fear is. Well, fear is, um, well, let, let me start with courage. And I'm going to use the, the quote from uh, the, the great movie cowboy, John Wayne, uh, who, who said, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Because um, he didn't I, like to ride horses. 
that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was afraid, deathly afraid yeah. of horses. Yeah. And yet that's what he did in his movies. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so he got up and he did what he needed to do. I believe we can have fear without courage, but we can't have courage without fear. Fear is where we're stuck and we're not willing to move forward. Um, we're not, we're not willing to, uh, step into the unknown. Courage is stepping into the unknown, not knowing what's going to happen with that step, knowing it might fail, but also knowing that it might lead us to something that we might never have imagined if mm -hmm. we stayed in our level of fear. So I, I think that's a good differentiation between the two. Yeah, it's important because, yeah. So that's maybe experiencing being uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. It, it is learning to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. That's a, that's a, that it's really what it is. And that's what in order, if you're going to be courageous, you're going to be uncomfortable. There's no question about it because you're venturing into something, whether it be applying for a new position in a corporation that, uh, or, or maybe it's venturing out to start your own business. Uh, those are, those are uncomfortable things to do. Maybe it's raising your hand in a meeting and saying, hey, I I'm not sure I agree with this. There is definite discomfort with that, but it takes courage to do those things. Yeah. And so I just had a thought when you said raise your hand and disagree with, with something. I had 12 years in corporate America and it was fairly toxic. In that 12 years, I worked for four different companies. Mm. <laughs> I always thought grass greener, right? And it was very difficult to raise your hand. But if you did, it was very, like, I got to get my point across. Hey, no, 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 that's wrong, right? That's how yeah. people talked. Yeah. And yeah. I hated it. I couldn't yeah. stand, I didn't like the meetings. I didn't like any of that. In having the courage to face your fears and raise your hand and say, I don't know about that. Um, how would you face your fears and have the courage to maybe disagree in a, in a public, maybe private meeting, but in front of your peers um, in a way that um, is inoffensive or would maybe bring someone else down? Yeah. I, th I think there's a, there's a couple of things you can do. First of all, you can talk about, you know, just simply saying, you know, I respectfully disagree. Uh, again, using that word respectfully. And I think, I think keeping your emotion out of it. Uh, oftentimes, if we allow our motion, emotions to take over, uh, that's when things get toxic. Uh, and some of that is driven by whoever's in charge of the meeting. Are they, are they willing to allow disagreement? I think if you disagree, I think you can present it as, you know, I've got another viewpoint on this and, and I'm hoping that you're willing to, to listen to what I have to share on this. Uh, and doesn't mean that your idea is, is bad, doesn't mean that my idea is better, but let's just take a look at what, uh, what our other options might be. Um, so again, I think as you said, it's about, we don't want to shoot other people down. We want to respect what they've said, but we also want to present uh, in a respectful manner and be heard with what we've said or what we've got to say too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of tough sometimes because emotions mm -hmm. 
may rise. Yeah. And yeah. and how do you deal with that? And I always go back. I and I absolutely love Mike Michalowicz. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a he's the author of Profit First, The Pumpkin Plan, uh, mm-hmm. Clockwork. Um, he's and he it, he uh, runs this event called ProfitCon. Um, just a wonderful, really jovial leader. Yeah. And he brought something up one time that just blew my mind. So when he walks into the office, no one goes, oh, crap, the boss is here. You mm-hmm. know, start working away. When he walks in, everyone's like, hey, how's it going, boss? High fives. Hey, check out this cat video on YouTube. <laughs> and it's that kind of cool thing. But they get a lot of work done. Yeah. And I said, well, that's that's great. That's fine. That's dandy. But how? when it gets time, crunch time, and there's deadline or there's something serious because, you know, business. Sure. Serious sometimes. I go, how do you kind of rein everybody in? How do you get them focused on something? If you're in a meeting and one guy's still laughing about the cat video and says, Hey, did you remember da 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 da? I go, how do you deal with that without offending them, but actually motivating them to get back on course? And he goes, Oh, that's easy. All I do is if someone pops up with something in a question and that's not the direction that I want to go in for that particular meeting, I say, Hey, uh, Dave, let's take this offline. We'll come back to it around later and let's focus on this for now. And I thought, oh, that's brilliant. That is so cool. What a way to disarm somebody without affecting them emotionally or negatively mm-hmm. in a negative manner. Yeah. 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 I, th- I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's little tidbits like that that I think a lot of people can learn from. Um, you know, to help build their courage or face mm-hmm. their fears. Yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting thing, uh, Jamie, because I, I totally agree with what you've said. But I also think that, uh, you know, you, you began the question about doing this without offending someone. Mm-hmm. And we, we now live in this world of we can't offend anybody. Uh, and I, I think sometimes it takes courage to stand up for what we believe and, and recognize that in doing that, we are going to offend somebody. Uh, and, and do we have the courage to do that? Or are we going to stay in the fear of, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to offend somebody if I say this? Uh, and and it, it takes courage because sometimes people do need to be called out. And, and I, I think it's important, just as he did in that situation, to say, hey, let's take this offline. But then when you have a conversation, it's important that you're direct with them. And let yeah. them know, hey, listen, this can't happen uh, here. In order for us to be focused and get done what we need to get done, I need you to stop talking about the cat videos when we're ready to, you know, knock it out of the park here. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a fine line um, sure because I, I, you know, I totally agree with you. But at the same time, I think we have to have the courage to say, hey, this just can't go on. Uh, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. You know what? You bring up a really good point. Because one of the, yeah, th- that is my, my, my uh, culture strategy with Jamie J slogan is leading with kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can be kind and thoughtful and respectful, but you can also be direct uh, because there does come a point in that. And I think if you're kind and thoughtful and you have a good culture and you, you, you give people, um, you empower them to, um, participate in conversations, come up with ideas, disagree. I, I offer that 
to our staff here. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think also sometimes if I do have to get a little more direct, which is very hard for me because I'm yeah. very fearful of the results. Um, I think the staff or other people that do that, the staff respects that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they do take that direction a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think that that's, it is a wonderful thing. And again, just having listened to your podcasts and been on your website and just visiting with you now, you are a kind man. <laughs> and that's a great thing. But we also have to recognize that sometimes the kindest thing that we can do for someone mm. is to be honest with them. Uh, you know, there's a tendency, and I have a tendency to do this too, Jamie, is, you know, I, I don't want them to get upset with me and I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt their feelings. And so we beat around the bush and, and we don't really convey the message that they need to hear. And in order for people to grow and develop, they need to know where they, where they need to grow and develop. And, and that can be kind to be honest with people too. Yeah. I, I wish we would have had this conversation yesterday because <laughs> I had a conversation yesterday morning because I had a conversation with somebody, um, you know, we're building this big event here locally yeah. and, and uh, there was an issue. So I got a call from somebody complaining about something else. I'll be very general. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and fine. And so... I approached this person um, and, and I approached this person to say, and I did it as kind as I could because I was fearful. You know, he's a very respected person in the community. Um, and uh, so I went on and I said, hey, we have to minimize calls to this organization. They want one point of contact and, you know, they're getting calls from all these other people. I know this is an exciting time, but uh, let's just have them contact me. That's what they want. and uh, and his response was not what I expected. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to get after these people. And, uh, and I was like, but wait, it's, it was you. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, I'm trying, and, but I didn't, I didn't go there. Right. I didn't like, I wasn't direct. And, and so I was very fearful of the outcome of that conversation. But had I had that conversation to, after speaking with you today, I would have said, wait, um, I understand um, that you made a call to this person and this person. And I was asked, if you, if you want to bring these people, please let me know and, and I'll be the one to contact this organization. And I think if I would have said that, he probably would have respected me even more for just mm-hmm. having the cojones to just say, I mean, he's a, he's a big deal here in the community. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and if I would have just done it like that, it would have been all, I would have walked away like, ah, okay, good. Instead, I'm walking away like, does he understand mm, like, yeah, what, I, yeah. what, I, what I'm saying here? Is he still going to reach out to those? Like, I, that's what I walked away thinking. I, yeah. And that was, that's a terrible feeling to walk away thinking mm, like that. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing. And, and just real briefly, uh, how this journey of courage started for me was I lost my job in 2010. Uh, My wife lost her job in 2011. You know, you think back, that was in the middle of that recession. Uh, And and we went through all of our savings over the course of a couple of years. We ended up having to sell our home at the bottom of the market. And uh, I was was going through intense counseling, diagnosed with situational depression. Um, And it was through this counseling that I recognized the pivotal moment that really launched me on this journey 
was uh, through my counselor, the recognition that this kind of irrational fear that we face, this irrational fear of having a direct conversation with this person, uh, whatever the irrational fear might be, this irrational fear is selfish. And mm. that for me was huge because that kind of fear is all about protecting ourselves rather than doing what's best for those people that are around us. Uh, I had this fear of becoming a speaker because I didn't think that I was very good. I didn't think that I had anything worthy of saying. And yet, for me as a Christian, I believe that we've all been born with gifts and talents and abilities. And I didn't come to the recognition that speaking was one of the gifts that I've been given. And if I don't do it because I'm afraid and I have a message that can make a difference for people in their lives, that's selfish on my part. And so, again, you think about the interaction that you had with this person yesterday, uh, and, and now he's walking away still maybe doing some of the things that he shouldn't be doing that might impact in a negative way how this event is going to happen. Mm -hmm. and, and so this recognition of fear being selfish is a powerful, powerful thing, and it's a scary thing to recognize that, ooh, I may be hurting this because I'm not willing to do what I need to do. I'm not willing to courageously step into my fear and do what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just, just man up or woman up, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just do it. Just be in that moment. And I think it's, you get that, there may be that initial fear of confrontation, right? Mm -hmm. That, oh my gosh, this person's not going to, but you know what? If people like you, People like you. People don't like you. People, not everybody's going to be happy. Not all of your clients are going to have a good experience. Right. Right. If they have a great experience, great. If they have a bad experience, part ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, but yeah. have the courage to do that. It, it's yeah. just, man, what a, what an incredible topic. This is something that, uh, that is very hard. And, 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 and this is basically, you have to have a good understanding, in my opinion, in order to help your team grow. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we have to recognize too you know, confrontation is part of life. Confrontation in, in our personal relationships, whether it's with my wife, with my kids, with my grandkids, with people that I work with, confrontation is going to happen. Uh, but, but do we go into it recognizing that confrontation is a good thing? Because we grow through that confrontation. Uh, it's, when we, it's, it's, when we, it's when we run away from the confrontation that it's still there, and we're wondering, you know, we're cowering back, wondering, what am I going to do about this? Mm. Uh, and, I, I, and, it, and our fear level gets higher the next time we see that person. Like, oh, man, there they are. I'm going to turn the other way, uh, rather than dealing with the situations that are, that are in front of us. Now, that yeah. doesn't mean that we don't take the time to process through and say, how can I best approach this? Uh, and, and is there a better time than not to approach this person? Um, but it, but it's a, it's about facing courageously the confrontation, knowing that this is going to get us to where we need to go. I love it. One of the things that I'm observing while, while listening to you, and by the way, I'm trying very hard to live up to my word of the year. Listen, listen intently and soulfully to engage notably. Uh -huh, good. I think that instills confidence becoming better listener when there is confrontation and someone raises their voice because they feel they aren't being heard or listened to. Um, I think it's really important 
to be a good listener, to hear and understand how someone else's viewpoint affects them. Yeah. Doesn't I don't worry about me. I'm trying not to worry about me. I, I do I do worry about me. I try not to worry about me. And I try to really focus on them. And I I've observed, Dave, that you do an unbelievably good job at listening. Thank you. It really is because I try to chime in and I talk and I should be listening. You should be talking, but there you are just taking it in and preparing a response, not a reaction. You know, one of my favorite quotes, Jamie, on, on what you've just been talking about is um, we listen to respond, not to understand. Mm. Uh, and, and that just ties in directly with what you've been talking about and, and to have the courage to, to fully let someone say what they have to say. And rather than responding with your first thoughts, uh, to respond with, wow, that's interesting. I, I, can I ask you a couple questions about that? Uh, as opposed to jumping into the emotion of what we might be feeling, how did you arrive at at that conclusion or that belief or that thought? Uh, help me to understand more about that. And I, I I think I'm better than that than I was a year ago. But this is something we'll never be perfect at. Uh, and no. so, see that? See my coffee cup. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> For those of you listening to this, I just showed my coffee cup to Dave, and on the front of it says, "I'm still in beta." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So I love that you've cho- chosen that word. Listen, I love the acronym that you had with it, uh, and it is so critical to good relationships. It's so critical to um, to dealing with conflict and being courageous uh, to to be a good listener. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and, and I thank you for that. And um, out of respect for time, before, before we wrap up here, I, I wonder if you can share with us how people can get a hold of you or in touch with you and learn more about you. Yeah. My, Buy your uh, book. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can find my book on uh, Amazon, Cultivate Courage. Uh, if you go to my website at cultivatecourage.com, uh, there will be a link there that will take you right to Amazon for it. Uh, and then you can find my my website, my email, my phone number is there. And would love to connect with people, would love to have the opportunity. I love to go out to organizations, uh, churches, businesses, and talk on this topic of fear and courage. Because it's something that we just don't think a lot about. Most of us just kind of lead our day-to-day lives, often in a culture of fear, not recognizing the opportunity to be courageous. So cultivatecourage.com is where you can find me. I absolutely love it. Uh, You wrote here, courage is a word that is often reserved for soldiers or police officers or firefighters. Yet nearly every day in both our personal and professional lives, we have the opportunity to face our fears and do something courageous. Yeah. Powerful. And it's so true, uh, Jamie. Whether again, it's I I wrote a blog post recently about watching and observing a lady in a shoe store. Um, She had picked up, it was a clearance rack. She had picked up one of the shoes and brought it over to her friend and was showing her. Uh, Another lady came and picked up the other one and was looking at it. And as the first lady brought back the, the shoe that she had picked up, the second lady said, Oh, there's the other one, reached over, grabbed it and said, 
you know, oh, there's the other one. She took it and walked away and went and bought the pair of shoes. The first lady said, I can't believe I just let that happen. Why do I always let that happen to me? Why do I always let people take advantage of me? Uh, and, and those are the kinds of things that happen every day. Not again that you're going to get into a big fight over a pair of shoes, but maybe you at least engage and say, well, you know, I was looking at this one first. Uh, can we talk about this? Maybe, you know, maybe there's another pair. Maybe we can go ask the clerk. Maybe there's another pair of these. But oftentimes we just live in this world of fear and not standing up for ourselves. And we have, we have opportunities to be courageous every day. I experience that with my wife all the time. You know, things that, that I know we need to discuss, um, but I put them off. So, yeah. <coughs> yep. I, I, I get you. I get you there. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, I don't, I don't, if the fear ever goes away, there's a big challenge. It's a big problem. I think, uh, in learning to become uncomfortable or comfortable with being uncomfortable is, is very powerful. And I, th I think that's what I'm going to take away from our conversation today, um, in facing our fear. So I've grown today. Um, thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, Jamie, I think I just want to add, again, awareness is the key. I want people to become aware of their fear in their lives and the opportunities that they have to be courageous. They're around us every day. And the more courageous we can be in our personal lives and our professional lives, the better we are for those around us and the better relationships that we begin to have as well. Thank you. I love it. This is, this is unbelievable. Um, and I'm going to leave you with this. Um, another uh, written piece from Dave Cornell. Uh, Lao Tzu, the Chinese philosopher, said many years ago, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Are you ready to step out of your fear and into your courage? Thank you so much for tuning in today to Culture Eat Strategy with myself, yours truly, Jamie J. Leading with kindness, but it's okay to challenge people. Uh, so I want to challenge you today to face your fear. Do one thing today that makes you uncomfortable and have the courage to move through it. Have that difficult conversation today or raise your hand in that meeting or have that conversation with your wife or with your husband or with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend, with that significant other or with that friend uh, that has just been irking you. Um, again, uh, if you are feeling overwhelmed, go check out bottleneck.online. See if there's ways that you can outsource some of those items that need to be done that are very important, but they're mundane and take up your time. Um, let me give you one little tip that you can start doing. You can do what we call is a delegation roadmap. And big shout out to Scott Beebe, Business on Purpose, who is the person that, that created this. And I've adopted it and taken a run with it. And basically what you're going to do is get an Excel spreadsheet, write down three topics. In the first, you're going to put task. In the second, uh, you're going to title it energy. And in the third, you're going to type delegate. So you're going to list out a task and then assign two values to it. Does this give you energy or does it not? You're going to put yes or no. And then in the third one where it says delegate, is this something you must do or can you delegate this to somebody else who can do it? And here's the key, 80% as good as you or better. And then now you take all of the tasks that do not give you energy and that you can delegate to someone else that can do it 80% as good as you or better. 
bam, you just created a job role. You're ready to do some outsourcing. Go check out bottleneck.online to learn more. Have a fantastic day. Uh, on behalf of Dave Cornell uh, and myself, Jamie J, thank you for tuning in. Dave, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it immensely. It's, it's been fantastic. Everybody, have a fantastic day. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, don't forget, uh, it's cultivatecourage.com. Go check it out. And the book, Cultivate Courage, Face Fear, Fulfilled Dreams by Dave Cornell. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.